Welcome to episode one of the Army and Time podcast. All right, long time coming. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about myself, a little bit of an introduction. And then we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the history of why, or at least why I think military members love watches so much. It's part of uh, our culture, and I think that it's worth it to talk a little bit about it in episode one to set the stage for everything else in the future and every other subject that we're going to talk about. So I've been in the Army for 17 years. My name is Alex. I, uh, I'm a communicator, so 25 uniform for those in the Army that know what that is. I work in S6, which is a staff function, basically just nerds that do nothing and work in an office. No, I, I haven't done this my whole career, but it, for a long period of time, yes. And I have no issue with people making fun of, of what I do. I'm a nerd, so it is what it is. There's going to be a lot of military humor in the podcast, so please don't be offended if you're not military. Um, that's how we do it. That's how we talk to each other. It's, it's part of our dialect, so it's okay. Now, I won't tell you my unit, and I won't tell you where I'm stationed at because obviously the army doesn't like that. And I don't want to get canceled before I get to two listeners, but again, 17 years in, so I'm close to retirement and I'm looking forward to it for sure. I am stationed in a base that has an airport in it. So you might hear a lot of aircraft going by because I am at work. (laughs) I'm actually during lunch recording this podcast. So I'm actually in the area or vicinity of the aircraft going by. And apparently, obviously, the day that I decide I'm going to do episode one, there is a lot of aircraft going by. So if you hear it, sorry, I can't. I can't get rid of that. But let's get to it. Now, on the wrist, I'm going to try to do a wrist check every time. On the wrist, I have the Sanging uh, Neptune from Sanging Instruments. Great, great company. Got to say it. I thought it was the perfect watch to wear on a episode one of a watch from a military perspective-oriented podcast. So here it is. I have it on the bracelet, which I think is really, really good. It fits very well. I'm telling you, I, I love the, the ethos of that company. So I support it a lot and it, I love it. I just, I can't say enough good things about them. So uh, veteran owned, obviously. So I'm supporting it and it's just a great watch, period. For the history of why I think military members like watches so much. Well, I got to tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty basic at at first i mean the, the military is, is a time oriented organization period regardless of what branch you're in or what job you are in whether you're infantry or you're s1 uh, and do nothing <laughs> and for those of you that don't know what s1 is it's pretty much human resources they don't do anything and they uh, lost your paperwork all the time <laughs> but no i'm just joking but whether you're S1 or you're infantry or artillery or whatever it is, you have to be in time, on time wherever you go. 
anything you do. It has to be on time. And that's pretty much the essence of the military when you're a lower enlisted or a new person in the military. So it, it's part of you. And I think that that starts pretty much every single military person with the necessity of having a watch. Whether you start with a G-Shock or you start with a Timex, um, you have to have a watch, period. And a lot of times I think that people don't know that pretty much 99% of people in the military wear watches because it's under the cuff of our uniform every single time. So you don't see them, but it is there. Trust me, it's, it's a very necessity, necessity or necessary tool, I should say. And I'm sorry for the confusion of words. I mean, it's also don't, don't make fun of me too much. <laughs> but the typical start is because of that. Is I need to be on time. I need something that can tell me time during training exercises or events or deployments or so on and so on. And I need it to not have to be charged every 12 hours when I don't have power. So obviously we gravitate towards G-Shocks a lot. And it makes sense. G-Shocks are low price, at least they start at low prices. And they're tough and they get the job done, period. It is what it is. So a lot of times we start with that. And it makes sense. Again, it makes sense. Battery will last you a couple of uh, years. You don't have to worry about them breaking because you can start at very inexpensive prices. And guess what? They're on every single exchange store in the basis, which for those of you that are not military, exchange stores are basically our department store on every base. So, or PXs. Some people call them PXs. And they're there. They're accessible. You can walk in, get it, and walk out. Right? At every single one. So, you know, that's it tends to be the watch that we start with. Now, as we go up in rank, it is an obvious progression, right? And as our military career grows, we are like everybody else in society, right? We like nice things. And there is something out there. And this brings me to the second point, right? The first point was being on time. You need to be on time. The second point is the idea that collectors have of we have, I want to match a watch to an event, significant event that will help me commemorate it and it creates a memory, right? That's point number two, right? Because a lot of times, military members, and it's nothing against our civilian counterparts, you know, when you're when you're collecting as a civilian, obviously, you know, you get the watch, and you have to create an environment where the memory happens. You're looking to create that memory. For the military members, it is extremely easy to create memories, and. And unfortunately, you know, your weapon changes everywhere you go. Your uniform changes when the government decides to change it. And 
a lot of times they get thrown away. So, yeah, you can say I have the dress uniforms that commemorate, you know, my, my history in the military until I got out. But you don't use the dress uniform to do the things that we do on the daily. So there's not many things that you can have that you can look at and say, man, you know, I wore this thing coming back from deployment and that was a really bad deployment. And I'm, I'm hopeful that I made it back. Or I got my jump master wings with this watch after jumping a hundred times from an aircraft. <laughs> or, you know, I graduated air assault. Or I graduated from OCS to become an officer. Or I got pinned my senior enlisted rank as an E7 with this watch. Whatever it is, there's a lot of memories that you can make in the military. And there's very few things like a watch that can be there for you and in the future too. So military members get attached to those memories through that watch. And I think that, you know, because our nature and we're able to create more memories more often is a logical progression to continue to get watches. Now, why that happens, I don't know. You know, it's, like I said, it's, well, you don't have nothing else that stays with you a lot of times. And I think that, you know, if you look at the wrist of a lot of veterans, a lot of times we wear the bracelets, say the names of friends that we lost in the war, right? And I think that it's just something that they can wear for a long time. It's the same thing with the watch. And, you know, it's understandable. Now, how you go from G-Shocks or where you progress to, uh, it, it defers, right? Uh, I'll tell you my story. When I uh, started collecting about five years into the, mil the military, I started with a G-Shock, obviously. And then I decided I wanted to move on, get something nicer that I could wear. It, it logically took me to fashion brands, most specifically Fossil. And I used Fossil when I was out of uniform, uh, you know, outside the uniform. And from there, it continued to grow into automatic watches and more established brands and so on and so on. I think the first brand, the first watch I had was a Tissot, an automatic, the first automatic nice watch that I had was a Tissot chronograph. And that's also where I learned that I didn't like chronographs. <laughs> so sold it, moved on to a different watch and so on and so on. Now, I got to tell you, I have seen an insane amount of soldiers with Rolexes. I don't know. It, I'm pretty sure the rest of the world, the watch world, does not know this. <laughs> but when you're mad about your AD not contacting you, it's probably because they're giving that watch to a soldier. Because I got to tell you, I know Rolexes are finance bros watches, but Jesus a close second has to be the military. <laughs> and I think, obviously, brings me to a third point. The history is what brings it to us, right? You have the history of the Navy SEALs. 
special operation forces, utilize submariners for uh, as an issue watch, and it created that history, right? And I think that because of that, it is one of the watches that people progress to, and incredibly fast in the military, if I might say. Um, you know, little dirty secret. <laughs> it might be that they're using their uniform to go to meet their AD and get on the list. And it's very efficient. Uh, all right. It might be something about wearing that uniform to go get in the AD list and get that uh, name ahead of everyone else. Because I've seen it happen way too often, all the way from E4s or lower enlisted all the way to lieutenant colonels, right? It doesn't matter. They don't know the rank. They just know you're in uniform. So, hey, more power to you. That's what you want. You got to do what you got to do to get it. It works. So do it. But yes, um, the history, right? History of those watches is what brings a lot of people into specific watches and as their career growth. Right, and continue to attach them to watches. Why? Okay. So, in the military, a lot of people, or not a lot of people, everyone has to become pretty much get a minor in his in history. You you have to know history. The way we get promoted, we go to boards, we do this. At least in the army, when you go to the board, you have to know the history of the unit. So you get to know every unit that you're in, you get to know their history. You get to know the important people that are part of it, right? And that leads you to a rabbit hole of history and so on and so on and so on. Military units, military tactics. You have to read about the past, what people did in all the events. Uh, you get to know the people that did it right, the people that did it wrong, and so on and so on. And you get to know the people that got awarded really big awards and so on and so on. Once you get to know those people, you start noticing pictures with watches and the cool watches they want. <laughs> and a lot of times that brings you into uh, buying those watches or liking those watches, trying to understand why they want it, right? So history is a big part of it. That's where you get, you know, the, the, the fanatism uh, behind Submariners, you know, Seiko's, uh, Blind Ponds, uh, other watches like that in, in, that have a history attached to the military. Hamilton, you know, all across. And that's where people get their attachment to those brains. So, you know, to recap a little bit, we talked about the necessity of having to wear a watch, knowing the time to be on time. And also, past that, we talked about the necessity of a tool watch to attach to a memory, right? The memories, creating memories. How we do it with our schools, deployments, so on and so on. And the third thing we talked about was history. The history of those watches and the connection they have to the military. And you see the progression of how we continue to develop into the watch collecting world. Now, a little bit of the nuance with it is 
Military people also like technology, <laughs> right? And a lot of times, you know, at some point in that, we get deviated, right? A lot of times you'll see special forces wearing a Sunto. I want a Sunto. So you go get yourself a Sunto. Oh, they're wearing a garment now. You go get yourself a garment. Now, as you get into that sidebar in the route of collecting watches, and you go into technology, you start realizing, hey, you know, this thing don't work. I can use it. It goes dead because of the harsh condition I'm putting them through in a third or a quarter of the time that they're telling me last. I don't have power. I don't have the means to charge it. I'm screwed. So a lot of times, you know, you start realizing it doesn't work for me. Maybe I can use it for other things, working out. I'm going to start using it for working out and so on and so on. Time in the runs because in the army you have to do PT. So there is a place for those type of watches, right? Not necessarily a very good place, but there is a place. You know, I see a lot of people that are into watches in the military that wear their smart watches during PT, which is physical training, and uh, it works for them. They're able to, to time the runs or specifically know which workouts work better than others and things like that. But as people realize, this is not for me. It doesn't, it doesn't match. It doesn't matter. Look, it doesn't matter how many times people tell us, hey, the Apple Watch is great because the last Apple Watch is purposely built. It is not. Okay. I'll tell you a quick story. I have seen someone specifically in a very cold environment, let's just say Alaska, <laughs> where they went to training, not even in the heat of the winter, because this is the last release Apple Watch, so it was recent. Took it, the charge was lasting about maybe two days, two and a half days, and then, which is okay, I guess, yeah, right? The person was a staff member, so they had the means to charge it, but then because of the cold temperature, the screen cracked, right? Um, with a very small bump into the weapon that he was carrying. So I get it. Look, it's purpose-built for someone that's not carrying an M4 or an M16 or whatever you carry, a scar across your chest constantly made of metal, and you're going to bump everything against it, right? Because you don't get to say, hey, pause it, pause it. Let me, let me take my weapon carefully and put it on the ground. No, that's not how it works, right? So, it, you know, it, it, is, it's, it has a purpose, but it's not necessarily for our daily life. So once people start realizing that, they pull back and go back into tool watches. That is the reason why you see a lot of more experienced people with going back to actual tool watches like, you know, divers, chronographs, so on and so on. Now, I had to tell you, there is probably a very, very, very big side of the military that goes from uh, dive watches as opposed to anything else. You're going to see other things. But dive watches are 
by no means, by any means, I should say, the biggest portion. Um, so that's probably the last thing that's going to pull them back into to watch us, and then they'll continue from there. Now, sometimes that happens rather quickly. Sometimes happens along the way. My story was kind of quick. I jumped into it with two, two feet because I knew I wanted this. I've always been a watch guy, and I knew it before I joined the military. But the transitioning to fashion watches, coming back to tool watches, garments, Suntos coming back um, to tool watches was rather quickly, right? I barely had any time in between. And thanks to the history part, right, going back to that, I did so much research that I kind of understood what each watch was for before I got into it. Once I got into it and I confirmed it, I moved on, right? Some of those I skipped and I didn't get into. I dress watches. I'm not going to try it. I understand enough for me. So continue to move on. Now, that brings us to basically understanding why military members love watches so much. A part of we're just like anybody else and we like nice things, right? To recap real quick, we... Uh, we have the necessity of being in time at all times. We have to know the time. <laughs> then wanting to connect to memories, right? The memories that we make, because we make so many of them in the daily. That we want something to commemorate those milestones, those things, right? Our promotions comes fairly quicker than in the civilian world. So being able to commemorate those things is pretty good. Now, history, actual history of those watches in the connection to the military history brings us to those things because of our minor in history that we get from being in the military and having to understand uh, military history and tactics and so on and so on and the people that make a difference, whether it's good or bad. And then, the last part was, as you grow in rank, as you have more responsibility and you start spending money and your life for technology ultimately drives you back to a more classical thing, which is your tool watches, because our lifestyle, right? So probably lifestyle is a good way to uh, summarize it. So those things, those four things is the basic reason why you get such a big portion of the military into watches, right? Now, like I said before, you know, there is an insane amount of people with luxury, luxury watches in the military. Um, and I'm not talking about $500 watches, even though that's a luxury for some of us. But <laughs> I had to tell you, it, I just... I have been extremely surprised at how many military members have extremely expensive piece time pieces, right? And this is the thing. If you, it, there is not an issue 
with telemilitary members, use your tools. Because those watches are loved with character. <laughs> they are loved extremely, okay? They have dents, scratches everywhere. They are very loved. Right? The, the first Hamilton I had, it jumped out of airplanes, it landed in water, it landed in the ground. You know, it was next to big weapons being shot. It's, I'm telling you, it had a lot of experiences. But there's another thing, right? The necessity of a good watch brings us up in price a lot faster than with other uh, people. Because, you know, you're a mortar man laying those mortars in the tube. If you've never seen the video of how that mortar comes out, the amount of shake that happens or the amount of uh of shock i should say related more to watches it is insane okay so it has to have good anti-shock technology it has to be a good watch because a crappy watch is not going to last long right so that brings us up in, in price a lot faster than our civilian counterparts. So that might be part of it. But I got to tell you, <laughs> the amount of, of luxury watches in the military is surprising to me till this day. It is, it's insane. Um, and like I said before, I think that, that wearing that uniform to, to ADs does the trick. So if you're listening and you're in the military and you want yourself to get to get a Rolex, wear your uniform to the AD and get on the list that way. Because I'm telling you right now, you will get your Rolex in probably a month or two, probably three, all right, max. So you're gonna get your Rolex. So um, wear your uniform. Now, there is a lot of diving watches. So what you're gonna see across is more of your um, Seiko divers, a lot of those. You're going to see your Submariners because of the Navy SEALs. <laughs> You're going to see your uh, Tissot's uh, divers because they're pretty big and military people like, they tend to like bigger watches to be able to see the, the watch faster. You're going you're to see your, your Hamiltons. You're going to see a lot of Sanging. If you don't know Sanging, get to know them because amazing company and you're going to see marathons i don't know if you heard of marathons but marathons are amazing watches very very tank like oriented i'm telling you right now you could probably kill someone with that watch um but great watches so you're going to see a lot of those also right the that is a very big portion of what makes the watches in the military also Nowadays, you see a lot of Cassiokes, so-called Cassiokes. Um, those you see a lot, too. Other than that, you're going to see a typical G-Shock, right? <clears throat> but, you know, the history of Navy SEALs attaching us to some Mariners, the history of so many generals and so many um, famous military people wearing Seikos is going to attach us to Seikos. The, the history of, of veterans starting their own companies. I don't know if you ever see the TV show in Amazon Prime. Um, <clears throat> you're going to see 
Resco uh, watches in there. Resco watches are amazing. Started by a Navy SEAL. So that person understands what a Navy SEAL wants on a watch and puts it in place. Now, and I know if, if you go into, let's say, Resco instruments or singing instruments, you're going to see a lot of watches that don't come with bracelets. They come with NATO straps. Those companies are listening to their customers, right? Their customers, the military person, loves NATO straps. Why? Because, or rubber straps. Why? Because it doesn't limit the movement in your wrist, right? Bracelets don't give in. They're metal. They don't give in. So a lot of times you'll see people wanting watches. They're more expensive, but without the bracelet, they don't care about the bracelet. So they're listening to their customers. But trust me, there are bracelets out there that you can put on those watches. So don't be... Um, unmotivated or pull away because they don't have a bracelet and you want a bracelet. But again, amazing watches, right? So <clears throat> you have a lot of veterans coming out and starting companies to provide watches that they know the military members need. And you're never going to see a smartwatch or you're never going to see a fashion brand watch right or a plastic watch take it for what it is but what you're going to see is stainless steel watches they're purposely built they have a lot of capacity and the price is amazing because they're micro brands right and they're they're orienting their watches towards the people that need them now i'm not saying they're going to be cheap they're not going to be cheap but great watches they're not overblown, like the ones that you got to wear your uniform to go get. <laughs> right? But, <clears throat> hey, I welcome all jokes, <laughs> like I said before. So if you're listening to the podcast and you want to make jokes about what I said or whatever, it, you're not going to hurt my feelings, okay? Like I said, uh, I'm okay with you telling me I don't know what I'm talking about because I'm a nerd that works in staff. It is what it is. Or I've been 17 years in the Army, so I don't do anything anymore. I mean, I'm not an officer, so I'd still work, but, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So today, like I said, we talked a little bit about myself. Then we moved on to the history of watches in the military or the history of or the reasons why military members love watches so much, at least the reasons I, I think of. And in the future, every, every subject we talk about, Every topic we, we cover is always going to be connected to the military members, right? Because I think the reason why this podcast was born was because I think there's a lot of knowledge out there, but we always leave the military members to the side and we resort to the same advice. Just wear a G-Shock. What? No. Right? It's, it's ridiculous. Pilots are not the only ones that need a good watch in the wrist, for God's sakes. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing is, I don't understand the whole, A, for pilots, we're going to give you this watch. For Navy SEALs, we're going to give you a diver. And then for uh, the rest of the fours, we're always going to issue a field watch that is 36 millimeters and does it. Nah, man. Nah. <laughs> Talk to some military members before you decide 
what do you want to provide? Okay. And I'm not saying small watches or field watches are not good. I have field watches. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, there is a reason why military members prefer divers so often. And around the 39, 40 millimeter size, right? Mm -hmm. So recognize what you provide in the, the watch for before you try to say, hey, we're just going to do this watch for the for the army and marines and the pilots get the the nice you know pilot watch or whatever um there is there is a lot of that and and that's what i'm trying to provide for everyone that is listening what we looked at uh as military members when we are looking for watches right and and, and not the typical just get a g-shock no man we want more than that <laughs> We want to take your Rolexes and your tutors, right? Your Omegas. I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. Oh, and before I leave, I'm going to try to make the episodes about 45 minutes. This episode is going to be a little bit shorter, no, 45 minutes, because it's the introduction episode and, you know, I'm trying to fill it. But around 45 minutes every time. I think that's a pretty sweet spot. And we're going to go from there. Also, on this episode, before I go, I want, a guy, I want you to know some of the people that motivated me to or inspired me to make this podcast is uh, Jason from Watch Rolling uh, Podcast. Great person. I had to tell you, first podcast I heard with a military orientation was his. And uh, he covers watches. And also always covers some type of benefit or organization out there that is providing great things for veterans. He is putting the work, man, putting the work to benefit veterans. And I think that it's, man, he deserves the world. Like there's nothing out there that, that covers what he's doing. And I'm not even going to attempt it, right? Because... He knows what he's doing. He knows where he's coming from. He's a veteran already. And he's offering what he saw people need. Man, and, and I just love the, the, the podcast. It's a great podcast. So if you haven't heard, go to watch Rolling Podcast and, and just give it a listen, man, because it's, it's amazing. He has an Instagram page, same name. Go get it. The other podcast is Springtime Podcast, a Spring Bar Podcast. And Spring Bar Podcast has a military member on it. He uh he betrayed us. He went <laughs> he went from enlisted to officer, but great dude, great guy. Provides a lot of insight to military and why he collects the way he collects and things like that. And I think that you know, listening to those two things, I recognize that there's that there is a hole for military members to understand this hobby, this this world of of watch collecting. And I, and you know I've met so many military members collecting watches through Instagram and in real life. They just ask, it, we're always asking questions because we're not provided that information. Like I said, we're always told just get a G-Shock, right? So um, <clears throat> because of that, I wanted to provide this podcast to try to fill that gap a little bit more and contribute to it. So those two podcasts, if you haven't listened, 
please go listen because they, they inspire me to do this. Great people. And it, there's other podcasts out there that are great. I'm going to tell you one of the time, one time I did hit, hit up a very established watch podcast out there that, um, they talked back to me. They, they literally responded with actual insight, with actual recommendations, with actual information. And, you know, great, great people. Whiskey and Watches podcast. Great people. They, they provide information when I needed it. And uh, with the orientation of, of my job and didn't just push me to a G-Shock, right? great people uh, love their podcast and I, I think they're they're great there's other podcasts out there that are great but that they'll never respond to you they don't care how much you're trying to communicate with them they're there just to get famous and that's it and, and it is what it is right but i'll promise you that if you ask me a question or if you try to communicate with them i'm gonna do my best to get back to you and if for whatever reason I can't do it because I'm in training or I'm somewhere that I don't I don't have signal on my phone. As soon as I can, I'll get back to you. I promise. Right. Um, other than that, that's it for today. So um, hopefully by next episode we get to two listeners, myself and someone else. <laughs> but again, in the future, it'll be a little bit more humor, a little bit more of um, criticizing S one for losing paperwork. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, hopefully you guys enjoy it and let me know what you want to hear, what you want to talk about. And, uh, or if you want to be future in, in the podcast, Hey, let me know. I'm open to it. Okay. In the future, I might have some people uh, come in the podcast with me and talk about watches, which that's what you're here for. Right. So again, thanks for listening. Great time talking to you guys about this. And see you soon. Thanks.